Hey gang, Coach Bruce Babishan here, a.k.a. your corner man, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Each week, my podcast takes a deep dive into what it truly takes to get the most out of yourself and those you lead in business, sports, and life. The show is real, it's raw, it's intense, very informative, and sometimes really emotional, but I promise in every episode, there is something that each one of you can take and immediately put to work that can have a positive impact on you or your program. Now sit back and enjoy this week's show. So why did I choose to name the first season of my podcast, The Champions? Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, every time you tune in, I want you to be wildly entertained. Uh, I want you to hear from famous people, people that you know, people that you've seen, people that you're very interested in, and I want you to hear their backstories or the stories that within, within the story, the story you may not know about. I want you to be inspired every time you tune in. I want you to be motivated every time you tune in. I want you to get something. I want you to leave with more than what you came in with. So that's the first reason that I'm putting all these champions on in the first season. The second reason is, is because I want to help broad your vision for and, and your idea of what you may think a champion is. Um, you know, I know in my own life, sometimes I can get a narrow vision of what it means to be a champion. Look, I coach professional athletes. So, uh, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, they only pay you to win. They don't pay you to try hard. Uh, but we all know that the concept of being a champion is broader than just winning and losing. It can mean different things to different people at different times. And I want to talk about all those things. I want to help construct a real broad view of what it means to be a champion, what it takes to be a champion. I want to learn the lessons uh, that these folks share with us about what it takes to be a champion, the mindsets, the behaviors, the rituals. Uh, uh, the mental toughness, all those things that go into being a champion. So every time you tune in, I want you to be entertained. I want you to be inspired. I want you to be motivated. I want to educate you as best I can. Look, I'm a coach through and through. I feel that coaching is an honor, but I also feel like it's my calling. And whether it's a group that I'm speaking with or it's one of my athletes that I'm working with, whoever it is, I'm constantly trying to instruct and inform and as best I can in the most respectful way possible, educate to somebody who's willing to listen. So the first season we're calling the champions. And, you know, in the second season, I have, uh, it's going to be good for the coaches. And then the third season, it's about comebacks. And the fourth season will be about failures. So there's a progression here. But the first season is about champions to help us understand what it takes to be a champion and to build this broad, robust image and idea and concept about being a champion so that when we leave the, the podcast and we, you know, hear this, we have something we can take from it, some tidbit that we learned, something that the uh, that the uh, the guest showed us or talked to us or something that you picked up from an interaction between uh, the champ and I about what you can use in your own business or what you can use as a coach or what you can use as an athlete to be more of the type of person that you want to be closer to the ideal of the champion that you would like to be and also to model that for the people you lead. So the first season is called The Champions and that's really basically the reason why. So now let's talk about what it means to be a champion. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my ideas and my definition of, of what it means to be a champion. And uh, hopefully that can help you sort of either modify yours or begin to develop your own concept. Or uh, maybe it's spot on or maybe you think I'm crazy. But, but you know, my idea of a champion can be summed up. You know, there's a, there's a great movie we all know about since I'm a boxing guy. But there's a great movie called Rocky. And there's a great scene in the movie uh, that sort of sums up 
in, in large part what I believe a champion is. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about this little scene in the movie. If you haven't seen the movie in a while, I encourage you just to go back and take a listen. It's a, really a work of art in human nature and the human spirit. But there's a specific scene in the movie uh, that really is the heart of the movie, but it really helped in my early age uh, begin to define and develop what I understood and what I wanted to be and what I thought a champion was. It's a great scene. It's the night before the big fight when Rocky's going to fight Apollo Creed. And, and uh, Rocky is a tremendous underdog. And the backstory is, is that Rocky is the, you know, is basically a, a thumb breaker, a collector for a local mob guy. And he lives a sort of a very uh, uh, small life. He's a small man in a big city. He's uh, hasn't made anything of him, himself. He lives in a one room apartment, uh, crappy apartment. And, you know, just life really hasn't gone for him, certainly in the way he had hoped or imagined. But through this process, he's begun to he's begun to grow, and it's the night before the big fight. His girlfriend Adrian had moved in to the apartment, so there they are, and they're sleeping. But Rocky, of course, can't sleep. He's nervous, and he and he decides to get up, and he slips out of bed without waking with Adrian, and and he drives over to the arena, and he gets inside the arena, where the fight's going to take place the next night, and he begins to walk, and as he walks, he can hear his footsteps starting to echo and as he echoes he looks up and he sees the thousands and thousands of seats in the arena and all those seats looking down into the center of the arena where he looks and he sees the ring and it's at that moment when he has an epiphany and the epiphany is his worst nightmare has come true the next night he's going to fight the greatest fighter of all times and he realizes in that moment that he can't win. And he also realizes in that moment that the next night, all of those thousands and thousands of seats are going to be filled with his naysayers. All the people who have called him a bum his entire life. All the people with the, you know, with the idea that, uh, that, that take that relish in the, in the, in the defeat and the failure of others. He knows that the next night, when he gets into that fight with Apollo Creed, he's going to get laid open for the world. He's going to get exposed. And he really has two choices. And he makes his way back home and he crawls in bed. And uh, she asked him where he was. And as they lay there together, he utters the words, I can't beat him. And she says, who? She And he goes, Apollo. And... Adrian says, well, what are you going to do? And it's really vital that, that that scene took place in the movie because this is the entire movie. What are you going to do in the face of overwhelming opposition, in the uh, absolute uh, face of, of, of decimation? Rocky has to make a decision about who he is. And he says, well, you know, nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. Nobody's been able to make it through a fight with him. He goes, maybe if I can just go the distance, and maybe when that bell sounds, if I can be on my feet, I can stand there with some pride and dignity about who I am, and maybe I won't be the bum that all these people have said I've been my whole life. And that is life. And that's really what we're all trying to do. The truth is Rocky is us. 
And what we're all trying to do is we're all trying to carve out a little place of the world for ourselves. This is why boxing is such a beautiful metaphor for life. We're all just trying to carve out this little place in the world for ourselves. So then the end, when the final bell sounds, we can stand there with pride and dignity in the way we lived our life and who we are. And it was at that moment when I saw that movie, when I saw that scene in the movie, that my idea about being a champion changed. And I realized that being a champion had little to do with an outcome. And it had really to do with the process. And uh, the lessons that I had been taught as a boy, the lessons I had been taught growing up, you know, I grew up at a place and a time. I grew up in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, right outside Washington, D.C. And I attended a place called the Silver Spring Boys Club. And I can say to you honestly that uh, everything good about me can be traced back to my parents and that place where I was loved and I was cared for. I had tremendous role models um, uh, surrounding me, I had tremendous coaches who were teaching me lessons all the time. And sometimes I got them and sometimes I didn't. But when I saw that movie, many of the lessons that my coaches, those men had showed me growing up, uh, uh, really kicked in. And it was at that moment that my, my idea of what it meant to be a champion really sort of became uh, a fully flushed out concept. And the important part of that movie, it's about doing your best. And a really important part about that is, is that, you know, the build up to that moment, you know, the movie where he's suffering and sacrificing and he's, you know, uh, you know, getting up early in the morning and doing all these things and he's doing what is required and he's going above and beyond and he's struggling and he's persevering and he's, he's suffering the pain and the struggle that's required. And then in the fight, he's getting knocked down. He's pulling himself up off the turf, uh, off, off the mat again and again. He gets knocked down and gets knocked down so many times in such a bad way that even the people that love him are telling him to stay down. But he fights on. He struggles to his feet. He struggles to find his, his pride. He won't let himself stay down because he's got something to prove to himself. And he knows he's done the work. He's suffered and sacrificed for his dream, for his effort. And he knows that he has earned the right to stand at the end with pride, win or lose, that he's earned that right. And that is really where my idea of being a champion really is. It's really not about winning and losing. It's not about being first. It's about doing your best. And I know that's a simple phrase and almost anticlimactic, but it is the concept of have you done your best and have you suffered and sacrificed enough? And were you willing to do the things? Did you deny yourself the pleasure? Did you delay gratification? Did you do what was necessary? Did you did you persevere? And when you got knocked down, when the road got difficult, did you get back up and get back on the road? You know, it is the complete and utter devotion to a worthwhile endeavor, regardless of the outcome, that makes you a champion. What's interesting in my own life, the first time I ever had that experience was I was a very young adult and I was just in college and uh, I played baseball in college at a time and I hurt myself and I had to go into the training room and part of the, the rehab at that time was to go into the weight room and do some lifts that they had given me and in the weight room was a bunch of these bodybuilders and weightlifters and and I said man that you know those guys are getting all the girls and you know boy I would like to do that at some point 
I decided one day, I just walked in the gym. I saw these guys. I said, I'm going to do that for a couple of years. And I'm not even going to be, I'm not going to be good. I'm going to win. I'm going to win trophies. I'm going to be great at it. And I just walked into the gym. This is a part of my past. This is, I was a young man. And I just fully devoted myself to this, seeing what my body was capable of, the limitations of my body, how strong I could get, how big I could get, how lean I could get. And I went on this, this uh, multi-year endeavor. It wasn't too long, but I went on this endeavor. And at the end, you know, I, I, it turned out to be a good bodybuilder, a nice uh, local competitive guy. I won local championships. I won the Eastern Grand Prix, and I was, you know, a competitive guy on the East Coast, took four in the East, fourth in the East Coast. But I was nowhere near the, the great heavyweights or the, or the great bodybuilders. But, you know, I, I had gone as far as my body could go. And it was my first experience of complete and utter devotion to a concept and to an idea and i remember there was a there was a point where i had went uh, went over 9 months without missing a meal not being off time not missing a workout uh and and just suffering and suffering through over and over and over again to get to my goal you know getting leaner and getting stronger and getting bigger and and it was incredible and so i resonate when arnold talks and arnold schwarzenegger talks or these guys talk it, 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 he's not talking about bodybuilding. He's talking about the process that, that, that you go through. And so I, that resonated with me. And that was my first time in my entire life where I was fully devoted to something, fully. Uh, and I was single-minded. I was monocular in my view. And I went as far as my body could go. What I wasn't as gifted as some of the other folks, other competitors, I was satisfied with what I had achieved. And it's really, truly in my life, once of a, of a number of the great things that I feel I've done with my life. And it was where at that moment when I realized and when I watched the movie Rocky that I was able to relate back to this idea of being fully committed and, and fully devoted and being able to live with the outcome. Because when you're fully devoted to something, sometimes, regardless of the outcome, sometimes you're going to win and sometimes you're going to lose. And the higher up you go in the food chain of competition, the more often you're likely to lose. Um, but, it, but being a champion has very little to do with that. And so I'm a coach and, and, you know, uh, when I, whenever I'm with my athletes and working with my athletes, we don't really set the bar at winning and losing. Look, nobody likes to win more than me. I don't want anybody giving me any crap about, Hey, winning is important. You're devaluing. Nobody wants to win more than me. Um, but it's, I'm a coach too, and it's the way you win and it's what you teach in the process of success that matters most to me. Winning is an outcome of the way you teach. Winning is an outcome of your philosophies. Winning is an outcome of the way you communicate with your athletes or the people you employ. You know, success is an outcome of your program and your processes. So winning is not our goal. You know, winning is not the goal. What is the goal is, are you doing your best? Have you done your best? And, you know, that's a rare occurrence in my life. And I will, I will be honest and say that most people will go through their entire lives and may never have done or focused or done their absolute best. And I just, with my athletes uh, and the people that I'm involved with and the people that I try and influence and the people that are interested in what I have to say, I encourage every one of them to find something and devote themselves to it. Because I'll tell you something else about devotion. This happened to me, and, and I want it to happen to you. If it's already happened to you, you'll get this. But there is something spiritual that occurs in your life when you become fully devoted for something. And I'm not talking about 
uh, religion. I'm not talking about God, but I am talking about something spiritual. There's something that happens when you are fully devoted, when you begin to feel that you are in touch with the world around you and that the forces and the things that guide the world around us, whatever they happen to be, they begin to align in your favor. They begin to come to your aid. Circumstance, coincidence, over and over and over again, begin to align themselves. And when things don't go your way, there always seems to be someone or something that, that will help push you back on the path. And there's this, this feeling that you are connected to a higher, a higher energy uh, that you can tap into when, you're, when you sort of reach this point of devotion. And that really is a, and it's not easy. It's not something you summon up in a day. It's something you summon up in the, in the repetitive nature of suffering and sacrificing for a goal. And, uh, you know, in my gym and when I talk about, I have a saying that repetition is king. It's repetition is king because the more you repeat something, the more you focus on something, the more you struggle for something over and over and over again, the closer you become, you get in touch with this power that's beyond me that's beyond your coach, that's even beyond you, that you get to tap into. It's that special nature that you get to connect with. And so for me, is this idea of complete devotion, focus, monocular, single-mindedness almost, uh, that makes you, that I equate to the word champion, in which I try and instill to my athletes, if you want to be a champion, if you want to be, then you need to understand that winning and losing is not our standard, but doing your best is, and doing your best is an incredible life experience, at least one time in your life. Give yourself over to something and suffer and sacrifice for it in a way that you haven't done previously, and watch how it makes you feel. Watch how it impacts your life going forward. Watch how it impacts others. When you are this guy or this gal, uh, when you're in the, you know, you are fully devoted. Watch the people that come alongside you to walk with you on your journey. You know, see how you become a leader without saying a word. These are the things that I try and teach. These are the things that I try and instill in my athletes. And like I said, winning comes along with it. Winning, you know, you win a lot when you get when you get athletes like this, or you can connect with somebody at this level. Um, but it's a byproduct. It's not the focus. You don't have to keep score. Ironically and interestingly enough as well, when you are fully devoted to something and when you have suffered and sacrificed, you have put in the time, have put in the effort, um, when you aren't successful, yes, it hurts. And it is also true that the harder you work for something, the more the short-term pain. But there is also a sort of solemn pride, even in even in defeat, that you get that you can live with the outcome. We can let the chips fall where they may. When you have devoted yourself to something, and it won't hurt, you know, the short-term pain is real. The devastation and the emotional uh, pain is real, and that's normal. But there is also something that goes along with that, and this is that deeper satisfaction that you will feel over time, that even though despite the outcome wasn't the one you desired, there was something about your effort that was incredibly rewarding and empowering to your life going forward, and that you did your best. And listen, I always say this to my to my fighters, and often when I'm talking to a crowd, when I'm talking to you know uh, a group, or whether I'm, I'm speaking or, or, or talking to other coaches, you know, there's this thing where I say, I say that most of us are afraid to find out that our best isn't good enough. And that is exactly what keeps us from becoming our best. 
And so that goes right along hand in hand with this this concept of of, of doing your best. And, and part of that is that you have to be willing to find your limits and you have to find the uh, the outer limits of your abilities and, and, and what you're capable of if you're truly to become a champion, because at those limits, you're going to run into the face of defeat from time to time. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to deal with it. But when you do suffer and sacrifice, when you're devoted, like I said, you really can uh, take the solemn pride, even in defeat. A pride that, quite frankly, most people never know in their lives. So anyway, listen, uh, over the over the coming uh, over, like I said, over the coming couple uh, uh, this season, I want you to listen closely to the elements of these guests that I have on. I'll tell you some of the common themes that I want you to look for. One is their their uh, continued uh, referral back to the fundamentals. Um, and their their focus on things that are fundamental. I know that you know today we we tend to get out ahead of ourselves. And everybody think there's a trick or a shortcut, but what you're going to find out with all these folks is that there's the same thing. It's this intense focus on fundamentals. So pay close attention to that. I want you to pay close attention for this element where there's the one, there's this person in all their lives, and this is really powerful because I think many of us share that. But as they tell their stories. Listen for that one person in their life who intersected with them at the right time and who was the right person that told them that they could be more than they thought they could be. Listen for that person. Listen for that person that, that their interaction spins them off in an entirely new direction. I know that happened to me in fourth grade with my fourth grade teacher. And uh, we'll get into that in another episode. But the, 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 you know, she was the first person that made me believe that I could be more than I thought it was, that I had unlimited capabilities. And I want you to listen for that. I want you to listen again when, you, when you're hearing these interviews with, with all these champs. I want you to listen for the, their motivators. What motivated that? There's typically two types of motivators. There's those people who are motivated by fear of loss, and there are those people who uh, simply can't stand to lose. I want you to listen into that and see if you can understand and, and, and relate that to you. I want you to listen in and talk about how they all talk about their suffering and sacrifice and the journey and the process and how they dealt with failure over and over again and their ability to sort of absorb it and to take it in. And then I want you to listen to their level of devotion to their activity. You're going to find very few people who are at the elite level in anything that didn't experience the full devotion that I talked about earlier. So listen, I'm excited for the show. I'm hoping you'll tune into the first uh, first season of The Champs, and that'll get you hooked. Feel free to reach out to me at any time. If you'd like to have me come speak at one of your events, you can go to my website, www.yourcornerman.com, and, and uh, fill out the information there, and uh, just reach out to me. If you want to listen to the podcast, uh, you can go to www.yourcornerman.com, go to the podcast page. You'll also see a list of the platforms uh, that we're on. We're on uh, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and all of those. So you can, you can uh, sign up at the service that you like best. It's going to be a great season, this upcoming season. Uh, listen in and reach out to me. Also, if you, uh, want to, there's an, if you want to leave your email address on my website, you can do that, and I'll send you an infographic. It's pretty cool about the six ways to win a fight. You can hang it on your gym wall or wherever you happen to, wherever you want it, and you might find it useful with your athletes or your employees. But listen, I want to thank you for tuning in. It's always my pleasure. We're going to be talking about all of these things in much more detail in the podcast going forward. I appreciate you indulging me, and I appreciate you tuning in, and I'm looking forward to sharing more with you uh, in the coming episodes. So signing off for today, this is Coach Bruce Babishan, a.k.a. your corner man, and I will hear you and see you next time. Mm-hmm.